every life has a story. And every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story, and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story. They are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Well, good evening. Uh, Nathaniel here from Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Tonight I have a special guest um, who's had a massive, massive legacy passed on to her. Um, and I, won't, I don't want to give away too much uh, because this will uh, just come through as we share the story tonight. But uh, we had the great opportunity last night at church here to witness a beautiful production that uh, our guest was involved in. And uh, I'm sure she'll speak more about it tonight. We've also heard her husband's testimony here. And tonight, uh, without further ado, let me introduce to you Carol Aiken. Welcome, Carol. We had uh, uh, we had your husband here before mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, but um, Leslie. But mm-hmm. now we wanted to to grab your story as well. And last night we had a beautiful production of your grandfather's story as well. Mm. Powerful legacy, eh? Um, it's pretty sturdy, yeah. Do you realize what, what I do. shoulders you've walked on? <laughs> I do. You were carried I, on. I, um, there are times, and there were times particularly when I was making that um, production that. We can give it away now. So people, it's called. A drop in a bucket. A drop in a bucket. Mm. And uh, it's there, the Mount Margaret story. It's the Mount Margaret story, yeah. There were times when I was making it that I felt the burden of responsibility of. Honouring the story. story, yes, very much. Um, you know, um, everyone kind of goes, oh, wow, you know, because my parents were also pioneer um, missionaries. But anyway, um, that's not what this is about. But um, I, I've, there's really good stuff in that, you know, we, we have, that's our legacy, you know, yes. like that's my thing. And so it's it's really well I'm, I'm proud of them and I'm, I'm so stoked that you know I got to learn from them and I um, you know this man who started his legacy taught me how to play chess you know so, yeah. you know what I mean um, yeah he was just granddad for me you know and um, but the, the, the burden of it there's another side of it is the burden of that legacy of like where that you know our family the kids have inherited this photographic um, history and documents and diaries and you know like and it's just phenomenal i mean most people don't keep journals let alone all that we rely more on facebook to keep our timeline yeah Uh, well i mean back in the day that facebook didn't exist you see yeah but i'm just saying how how diligent they were in documenting all of it they rode horses and carts and camels Time was yeah. a lot slower back then. It was different. Mm. It, it wasn't performance based, you know. It was more life based. Yeah. It was relationship yeah. based. Oh, I think one of the re- reasons why they kept such good records is um, they were, were faith missionaries. Yeah. Um, which meant that you know, like people would send them money, um, and they had to, and they honor. really needed to honor, yeah, yeah, honor that. So they were very careful about right the way. Report. And they had to, you know, they'd do deputation and, yeah. and you know, trips over, you know, back to Melbourne because that's where they were from. Um, 
yeah, they would go back over there and like you know, present. Pre yeah, and present they the call, call it furlough, but yeah. really they worked the whole time. They were, yeah, they were raising yeah. funds so they can last yeah. another six next, months, yeah, eight yeah. months. Yeah. Now um, let's let's take it where it started with you. Mm. So we were talking a little bit about your grandfather and the production of a drop in the bucket. Uh, where were you born? Okay, so I was born in Noangara, which is in the southwest of Western Australia. Mm -hmm. um, and Biggest town nearby? Uh, Katani, Albany. Yeah. Albany's down the coast, okay. 100k yeah. down. It's um, 250k sort of south east sort of ish of, of, of Perth. Perth. Yeah. Um, um, sheep country? Uh, yes, it's uh, wheat and sheep. Wheat and sheep. Yeah. Okay. Um, and really, uh, merino country. Uh, farms, farms in our area, you know, would win the golden fleece for the nation and stuff. So your parents um, were farmers? No, my parents were missionaries. Missionaries. Okay. Um, so we, I grew up in. Uh, my dad was the principal of a Bible college, which he. There was uh, a Bible college funded. in Noanda. Yes, there was. Wow. For Aboriginal people. So there's a strong Aboriginal community. Yeah, uh, well, there was. There was. Yeah, there was. Um, yeah, so. So your grandfather was a missionary. Who started Mount Margaret, and my dad was a missionary who started the Niagara wow. Bible Training Institute. And I was born the second year that they were there. Mm -hmm. Yes. How many siblings? I have five, and um, the eldest, Peter, who yes. you met on screen last night, um, he's 10 years older than me. So he was eight when they left. Mount Margaret. So, so he still has memories he, of Mount Margaret. He, oh yeah. I mean, he he went to school. Like all those guys that he was talking to in the movie, yeah, he, they, he, he went to school with them. Kids. I mean, I knew them yeah. because I went back um, um, as an adult with mm -hmm. Lynn's and lived in Leonora. Um, so I I I know them more kind of like a generation later. Yes. Um, but he, yeah, he was at school. Yeah. He went to school. Yeah. And in Nawangarap, how long were you there? Ooh. Um, I was there. I basically grew up there. Uh, Fifteen, oh, okay. sixteen, yes. So I lived. But was there a school there? Oh yeah, there, it's a town. That's... Um, I went to the Nyingarup Senior High School, um, which went to third year. Okay. Um, if you wanted to do year eleven and twelve, you had to go to Katani or Perth. Okay. Uh, back in the day, I think it's still that way actually. Um, and um, we lived on a, a property which was the institute was about uh, three and a half k's out of town. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the mission was uh, over the back of where we were, and that was um, a UAM, the same mission that um, Mount Margaret was in. What does UAM stand for? United Aborigines Mission. Mm -hmm. um, it was very large back in those days. Um, and, yeah, that's... How I, I, yeah, I, life so, was fun as a child. Um, well, it was different. I didn't realize that my childhood was really unusual until I was an adult. Um, mm -hmm. for me, it was normal. I mean, you know, you just yeah. you live your life. Um, but there was but it was embedded I, in the community very strongly. I, I always I, with people. I grew up in the middle of a of a residential Aboriginal Bible college. Mm -hmm. Um, and. Um, realised that people looking in from the outside would have thought that was very strange. Yeah. But, yeah. On the inside, it was natural. And on the inside, it was well. It felt like it was. It was all I knew. I didn't know yeah. anything else. Yeah. Were um, you good at school? No, I was naughty. Oh. Yeah, I was a naughty. You don't look the type. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I felt very. I had a 
very strong um, spirit of rebellion. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the and things I, that you got, got in trouble for? Oh, all sorts of things, you know, um, smoking up behind the sports shed and fighting and just, you know, normal, yeah, stuff. Kids stuff. Kids stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I never wagged. I wagged once and I was so bored I didn't do it again. <laughs> yeah, wag school, didn't wag school. Were you good at sport? I actually liked school, really. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, even though I kind of didn't. Didn't like the academic side of it, but I liked the social side of school. Yeah. <laughs> being with uh, yeah, your mates. Being, yeah, being at school. Um, was a big school, like um, enough for one class of each, or you yeah, had joint there, classes? There was, we, were, we were kind of, oh, it's a weird thing, we were kind of post-baby boom. Um, so it, the years, like, for my older siblings, um, you know, there would be two classes of, yeah. of one each year. So by the time I came along, Full class. Um, we were just one, one class, yeah. back to one class again. And um, so... Yeah, there was, but there was generally yeah one per one teacher per year, and there was like a classroom that was for each year. And grade seven used to be in the primary school. And the church was within the institute, or you and would the, go to town. No, we went to town. We went to the Baptist church in town. And that was about three k's away. Yeah, it was about three and a half k's away. Driving or walking? Driving. Always driving. Um, you could walk uh, across uh, another farmer's paddock to get there. It was an achievable distance. Sure. Um, I ended up walking that distance quite a few times because I used to get left behind all the time. <laughs> Too late, not getting ready. Oh, because we we went to uh, we'd go to church. We, we mum and dad we drove the green van. Any person who was a student or from Knowinger up could get uh, would know this van. You know the green van. Um, it was a Morris. Green band, and um, we used to go. It was our car, yes. And we used to take the students in the car all the time. So it was, you know, everyone just jumped in and off we went, sort of thing. And then, but when we were going home, because I was the littlest, you know, yeah. they'd all pile in the car, and I'd, you'd be left behind. I'd be left behind, and yeah, it happened a lot of times. Yeah. So you just walk across. Uh, I walked home, and sometimes I would go uh, around to the the minister's house and. They'd make a phone call when I was really little. Yeah, they'd make a phone call and to be picked mum, up. yeah, they yeah. like, <laughs> so oh, go, we'll, "We'll have our lunch," you know. And the, yeah. the minister would give me lunch and stuff. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> Small community. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's. it's and at what? fifteen, what did you do? You came to town or um, boarding at, school? At, no, at fifteen, uh, mum and dad um, left the the Bible Institute and. Um, Dad became the state secretary for the mission at mm -hmm. uh, the uh, thing. So we moved to Perth and I went to... I and somebody took over the mission? Yes, yes. Um, the Bible Institute was taken over by a man called Ronnie Williams, who's quite famous in uh, Aboriginal circles. Um, so he was handed to the Aboriginals? They, um, they ran it? Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Um, and then... Um, not long after that, yes, it, it was given to um, AEF, Aboriginal Evangelical Fellowship, which was an Aboriginal mission mm -hmm. that was run by Aboriginal people. So, yes, it was, there was a big official handover and everything, yes. And he came to live in town and run the, and, um, in the head office. Um, you're going to cut that out, aren't you? No, 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 we're not cutting anything out. Just carry on. Carol, this I'm is real life. Not, no, I'm not folding my arms. It's That's not fine. You can fold your arms. Yeah, no, it's it's. Anyway, um, so 
uh, yeah, uh, Dad was the, the State Secretary and yeah, so I moved and I did the, the second half of year 10 um, at Kent Street Senior High School in town. Okay. In Bentley. Yeah, in South. Oh, it's not Bentley, is it? Oh, maybe Kensington. I don't know. Kensington, is it still? I don't know. It's on anyway, the border, around yeah. there, yeah. Yeah. And then... Where was the where was the office of uh, the mission? Okay, so the head office was um, 80 Lansdowne Road in South Perth, okay. which was uh, the, the headquarters. And the reason why it was there was because um, it used to be a Mishkid home. Mm. So the missionaries from all the all the missionaries' kids used to all go there, yeah. and my auntie Margaret, the lady who wrote the book, yes, um, they were there. So Uncle Keith was the state state secretary, okay, and he bought that house, and um, they had the children's home there. Wonderful. Um, yes, and Peter went yes. there. He was there, and he, he did um, year ten, eleven and twelve at um, Kent Street, same nice. as me, but I didn't finish. <laughs> Oh, you didn't finish? <laughs> no, I did everything the wrong way around. Hmm. Did you, did you go to TAFE? I did, you... Yeah, I didn't graduate. I left at the end of uh, halfway through year 11 and went to business college. Mm -hmm. And um, I I passed that, but I hated it. What, I'd what sit did you there, study? Um, yeah, typing and shorthand and yeah. all that stuff. And I'd sit there and I'd go, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do life. this. I want to be the person on the other side of the desk <laughs> <laughs> telling their person what to write. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that didn't appeal to me at all. Um, so I left there once I graduated. I didn't go become a secretary at all and I didn't want to be a typist. I didn't want to do any of that. Yes. Um, so I went and started getting jobs. I just got, you know, um, uh, yeah, just uh, what was it? Um, I worked in town as a, I worked in Bunnings for a while and I worked in, um, yeah, this china and glassware shop. I don't even know what it was called anymore. Australian fine china. A long way. Yeah, it was fine china and jewellery and oh. all this beautiful stuff. Nice. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what I was doing in the middle of all of that, but that's where I ended up. You had a job. And it was a job. And, um, yeah, so I did all of those sorts of things um, Boys. for a while. Sorry? Boys. Boys. Um, yeah, so boys was an interesting thing. I was such a tomboy. Um, I didn't do boyfriends. Yeah, they were my friends. Yeah, my buddies. So I was in friend zone with them all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I did like a boy, but yeah, he was just like he was actually in in love with my friend. <laughs> <laughs> as as it, it happens, devastating. Yeah, no, it was fun. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I yeah. So I didn't really do and boyfriends that well. Church. Were you um, still going to church in your teenage? Uh, late teens? Yeah, like I did. Look, I, I really didn't get to move out of home, really, um, because I did this not being academic and not going to uni or whatever sort of thing, um, and having these little jobs that weren't going to provide a living for yes. anybody really. Um, so yeah, it was much more comfortable for me to stay home. So I did and I stayed at church and I used to, um, I, and I, I actually just shared this the other day with um, one of the guys in the worship team at church. I, I've been in worship teams you know, for, forever. Singing um, I sing, I sing harmony. Um, okay. That's my thing. Um, and I said. Now you know. Well. <laughs> and I said, um, 
um, you know, because we have the drummers and the, some of the you know, musicians and stuff, you know, they're out of the tiles, you know, Saturday night and they sort of turn up and they're all bleary-eyed and they go, don't worry about it, keep them in, keep them in, keep them in. Because music was the thing that kept me yeah. in the church. Yeah. Uh, it really was. Um, and mum used to go and, you know, she'd speak at all these ladies' meetings and women's conventions and stuff like that. She did a lot of that. And um, she used to take me and we'd sing duets. Nice. Sing with her. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that can. So, yes, I've got a real heart for the, the young'uns in the church that have musical ability. Beautiful. Because, um, you know, because there'd be people that are going, oh, you know, those. They, they're at the forefront of the battle and stuff and they need to be with God. And I'm going, yeah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> they are the forefront of the battle. And, yeah. Um, yeah, we've got to keep them involved because that's what's going to keep them involved. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I was heavily involved in, in the church in my teenage years. Mm. In fact, throughout my, all my life, I always, and it did keep me on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, you know, you fall aside but you come back on because Yeah, well your heart might not necessarily be in the right place for a while, but it's physically it's, you're still there. Physically you're still there. You're still connected. And you're still under you know, like you're under that that banner and mantle and you yeah. know, you getting the teaching and you know, like yeah. It's oh. Wonderful. When did you meet Lindsay? Uh Lindsay was in the youth group that I attended at um Perth Christian Centre was when we went there. He was in the youth group, and he was one of the, you know, the leaders and the guitarist and you know the legend sort of guy. Ah, and I was this was little, cool guy. I was this little snotty nosed year ten who didn't want to be at church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was way back then. Um, but interesting enough, church circles are so small. The first time we actually met was at Corrigan Camp. Ah. Um, my church went to the camp yes. and and Perth Christian Centre went to the camp and they had this volleyball competition because Lindsay's a bit of a sportsman. Um, they had him planted right in the middle to pick up the tips and flicks and, you know, oh. all of that. And so, and so the Perth Christian Centre team did really well. Of course. And um, I remember looking across and going, who is that bloke think he is staying in the middle? But it wasn't him. It was them making him stay yeah. there and they just were rotating around him, you know. And um, I remember him from that. Yes. And I would have been about, oh, 15, 16. 13. Oh, that, yeah, that young. Yeah, yeah, that young. But, I mean, you know, who knows. But I remember him yes. from that. But, I mean, yeah. like. And then you connected with him in town. And no, and then we, then we got, when we moved um, to Perth, uh, we used to do, that. the church used to do, the youth group used to go and do, um, uh, uh, what, is, well, what do you even call them now? Like we do these like services, outreach things to Sister Kate's, which was the uh, Aboriginal children's home yep. in um, yeah, in Perth. And uh, we'd go there and Lindsay played the guitar and I'd do the all the actions and sing up the front and stuff like that. And we became really good friends. Once again, friend Bloody. zone, friend yep. zone, friend zone, friend zone. And um, he... Uh, and he thought of me the same, you know. I mean, he was 10 years older than me. I mean, mm. I was just this little, you know, whatever, missionary's kid and mum and dad ended up taking over the youth group and mum became Lindsay's counsellor. Mm -hmm. He'd come around and he'd sit on the chair in the kitchen. Mum would be making the tea and he'd be sitting there 
talking. sharing the, talking to her and sharing his heart and I was around the house. I wasn't in yeah. there, I can tell you. Um, yeah, and there was a lot of the youth group used to do that. Yes. And I, so Lindsay wasn't the only one. But um, then um, he went to Bible college mm -hmm. and I think, I don't know, I was working at this stage. Anyway, I had this uh, experience where I was sitting there complaining to my friends about how terrible my parents were because they wouldn't let me go anywhere or do anything and I felt all imprisoned and, you know, everything that Dad, you know, everything I wanted to do, Dad would say no. And so I didn't, you know, I just felt like this. And, when, and the guys that I was talking to were like, you know that you don't realise how lucky you are. Like your parents actually care about you. Yeah. Um, and I was like, <laughs> You what? see it and they don't? Yeah. No, it was just like looking at the world from a completely different angle. I mean, yeah. I, I, I didn't realise that I really had loving, caring parents who really wanted the best for me and all I could see was what they wouldn't let me do. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, it was, it was like an epiphany. Anyway, I... Um, we had that was and I, you know, I wasn't very upset with this guy. And it's like, it was the boyfriend of my best friend, and you know, um, and he'd obviously had quite a, you know, traumatic childhood, um, and he could see that I hadn't really, um, you know, I'd just been cared for properly and loved, and um, uh, I was sitting on the steps of the uh, the cathedral in St George's Terrace. <laughs> And I prayed to God and I said, God, if what I have is so good, I'm going to give you a year. I'm going to go to Bible college for a year. And if I haven't found what I'm looking for after a year, I'm out. I'll quit. I'm out. God. Anyway, I turned up at Bible college the, the next day and Lindsay was there. Oh. And he was so excited to see me there, his little sister, you know. And... um. What's this Bible College called? Perth Bible College. Okay. Yeah. And um, was it still here in Caranup? Uh, it, it was in Mount Lawley then. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, before it went to Caranup. Yes, the same place. Um, and uh, oh, we used to have quite a lot of students back then. And um, I uh, there was a, a quite a few students uh, from our youth group as well. So our yeah. youth group. Oh, there would have been about six. People from the youth group who were actually in Bible college. Yes. Lindsay was one of them. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, yeah, so I turned up there and um, started studying. And I, um, by about the April, which wasn't very long, I um, I got sick and I went home and I was lying at home in bed and I was because I was a matchmaker, a born matchmaker. Ah. You said, oh yeah, she'd really suit him and he'd really suit her. <laughs> And I actually did things about that. I've got quite a few successful marriages. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm guilty of that too. Funny, hey? Oh no, it's it's got it's between those people really. I just help yeah. them along, you know. Um, Give them a nudge. Yeah, or just a bit of confidence sometimes yeah. is all that's required. And so, so you know, they're not going to reject you. They're you know, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I got to Lindsay, and I was going, oh, you know, who is it? And I was going through a lot of the girls who were there who would have been perfectly good partners for him. And I thought, you know, I would be jealous. 
of anybody who was with him. And I realised that I'd, I'd actually fallen in love with him without realising it. Ah. You know? So I went back to college and because we used to study on the end of the same bench. Uh -huh. um, in, you know, we weren't, the third years were the ones that got the proper booths and stuff. Yeah. And back in the day, the first years we'd have to study in the library or, you know, you know and we'd have to pack up after we worked every day and go and put our stuff in a box, you know, such sort of thing. Anyway, so we studied on the end. He, was, he had been there, he was second year. Um, but yeah, we used to study on the end of the desk and he was actually really helpful because his Bible knowledge was far better than mine even though I'd grown up in a Bible college. <laughs> um, That's good. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I found him quite helpful. Anyway, I wrote this little note and I wrote, I love you and handed it across the bench. And he looked at me and he was like, and I, he said, what does that mean? And I was like, what you want it to mean? Anyway, that's how we got together. And? Um, and then we started dating and we kind of, we went out, oh, this was a funny thing, we went out and we did a date, yes. right, because we were going out together sort of thing. And then um, we got there and we were like, this is really stupid because we were all strained and trying to be proper with each other and we knew each other too well already. And so we said, look, you date a person to get to know them, but we already know you, so we don't need to date. We just, we'll just do life. Yeah. So we did. Um, and then because we were at Bible college, we weren't officially allowed to have a relationship. So we were very obedient and didn't officially have a relationship. But, you know, it was very difficult because mum was his counsellor, so he had a good reason <laughs> to come around to our house fairly regularly. Um, we were in the same youth group. He was one of the leaders, you know. Like it was, yeah, it was too anyway. Too much, too many. And you know, we did mission trips and stuff, and we did mission trip before we, I got to Bible college. Actually, that was a fun one. Um, but yeah, we'd do things as groups. So yeah, we we did the right thing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then, did he propose to you? Um, I actually proposed to him. Oh, you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I worked out that. Um, you know, he'd had a few fallen hopes of um, from girls, and, you know, because he was 30. Yes. And, um, or oh, 28, round around there. Anyway, um, yeah, so I thought, nah, I'll just propose to him. So I did, and, yeah, that was how we proposal. And your parents were okay with it? Um, Mum and Dad were okay, and the reason why they were okay with it was because m my grandparents, yes, Mizey and Rod, uh, there was actually the same amount of years between them as well. Uh -huh. So in my family, it was kind of an acceptable thing to have uh, a ten-year yeah. gap. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. There's nine between Robert and I as well. Oh right, yeah. So well, it's ten, nearly eleven. Yeah. So. Yeah, with us, but yes. yeah, it's fine. Anyway, um, so yeah, and that was it. Was it was lovely, and so um, was basically we got engaged. The September, so Lindsay finished obviously the year before me because he started. He moved to Leonora um, and was working in the hospital up there. Um, and we got engaged in the, the September. Hospital? I was just working as a nursing assistant. Okay. Now he went there because he'd been called to Aboriginal people. Yes. And Sadie Canning was the matron who was the Mount Margaret girl. And he 
you know, where he was dating me. So, you know, like it was mum's phone call to yeah. say he was like, you know, give this boy a job sort of thing. Anyway, so, yeah, because he, he was working as a nursing assistant at um, Shenton Park before mm -hmm. he went to Bible College. So it was right down his alley. Anyway, so, yeah, he went out there for the year. So we got engaged in the September and then married like a week after virtually mm -hmm. I graduated. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. So when he graduated, we were allowed to be formally dating because mm -hmm. he was in Leonora and I was in Perth. There was enough distance. Yeah. To keep you apart. <laughs> it was just one of those things, you know, that, yeah. Yeah. And you had how many children? Uh, we have two children, two yep. girls, um, Penelope and Laura. And um, I think that they would have to be two of the best things we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> They are gorgeous, absolutely beautiful women. Um, you know, we've brought them up to be independent yeah. um, women and um, they've both married great guys, mm -hmm. excellent choices. And Penelope uh, is, has, is, has three children wow. um, and Laura has four. Wow, yeah. fantastic. Um, and Penn's been living in, um, on the, on the, Gold Coast, um, sorry, Sunshine Coast, get that right. Um, she's been living on the Sunshine Coast for a couple of years, but they're moving back. Wow, um, that's fantastic. The the year. So they'll both be around the Mandurah kind of area. Mm -hmm. mm. That'd be great. So I'm really looking forward to it. Seven yes, grandkids exciting. around. Seven grandchildren from two daughters, not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. Are they in the Lord? Yes. That, that um, is both the, the girls. most um, important aspect. Yeah, I think. Um, I think Linz and I were a good team. I think that, um, yeah, part of the reason why the girls are so awesome is because they had Lindsay as a dad and me as a mum. Mm. On our own, they would not. <laughs> I, you know, there, and, and I think we really complimented each other. What did you bring to the table? What did Lindsay bring to the table? What I brought to the table was, um, you know, the tasks, the completion, getting, you know, encouragement to get to go to school and get educated and, um, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. Um, I, I, I also, I think, have um, a skill with communicating effectively with teenagers, mm -hmm. as a teacher, and... Um, yeah, so high school kids are, are my, I, I, I love them. And it's, you know, when people are like, oh, you know, teenagers, they're terrible, but that's exactly when I like them. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they, and Lindsay. yeah, and I brought that to that. And Lindsay brought that real um, spiritual passion um, and love of music. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Um, I worked in hospitality for a long time and so I'd be out in the evenings and stuff. So um, he would, because um, he was a truck driver, he would be getting up really early in the morning so he wanted to go to bed early. So he would, they would have this music hour and they'd listen to country music and they, the girls would have to guess the the singer and stuff. And nice. so, yes, yeah, so it was always, so usually Johnny Cash. They You know, they had about 
three or four people that would be, yeah. you know, if, if they said that one. It's a bit like, you know, the questions in, in Sunday school, you know, yeah. if you put your hand up and say Jesus, you're 90% going to get it right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, Lynn's, uh, yeah, Lynn's, yeah, he really, he really gave the, the girls that a real love of, love of passion, God and passion love there that I, I don't think that I would have been as good at. Yeah, so together I think we've... Any challenges you've encountered? Health, family, finances? Um, well, we, we, were, we were pretty broke back in the day because Lindsay went um, and, and did nursing and we were surviving on my part-time wage um, as a waitress. I went full-time for a while there um, and it meant that I was in the evenings a lot, or, you know, five nights a week just about. Um, and and then Lynn's um, was dr driving trucks and you know like together we we kind of just made it through you know yeah. it was a bit like that yeah okay. yeah because like life was a bit tight um, and some of it had to do with the fact that you know during our academic training years you know we went to Bible college and you know that doesn't really um, give you a professional job when no. you graduate. Mm. So, um, well, it does, but not, but not it, a money making does, job. Not a money making job. It does, it gives you lots of jobs, but yes, not a money making one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's, I mean, I'm a missionary's kid, I'm pretty used to not having Tell me a little bit about uh, a drop in a bucket. Now, this, yep. this has taken quite a bit of energy and uh, yes. all consuming energy from both you and Peter, your brother. Yeah. Uh, well, Peter. The way that happened was, um, Lynn's and I, how we were living in, in uh, Leonora for a few years, we ran a youth group up there um, and um, so we got to know the next generation of, um, of descendants of Mount Margaret really and um, all their mums were my mum's friends so they looked after me, they were wonderful, I just, yeah, amazing. Um, I, I um, thank the Lord for them. Yes. regularly those amazing women um anyway they we had a youth group there um and we obviously moved away uh when um lindsay started studying nursing and um then so we were living in perth i don't know it would have been about 10 to 15 years i suppose anyway we realized um, oh yeah, and then we went to um, Melbourne. I'm really bad with dates. That's okay. Lindsay's forte. Me, yeah, it's different. But um, I'm more words. But um, so when we got back, yeah, they they realised it was a hundred years because uh, mm. that since Mount Margaret started, and um, Lindsay was talking to Baron, and then um, they were oh, we have to do something about it so he he got daniel his cousin to come and they came over and we formed this committee and we said right we're going to celebrate 100 years what are we going to do and we were like okay well and they were like well this story can't be forgotten this yes. is really important story this is our heritage rah, rah, rah. um and so they said look um, Mr. You know, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Mr. Shank. So let's do a thing about Mr. Shank. Yeah. And so that's what it started out as. And we um, started writing that. And I said, look, 
I can't do this without Peter. Peter's the historian. Yes. He's the, that's what he's studied. That's his area. Um, you know, and so and they were like, "Yep, right. Well, let's get a few others." And so we got Preston as well to join. So that's the basic committee. There's me and Peter and Preston and Daniel and Baron. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a committee of five. And so from that, yeah, we we did decided then we were going to do a film. We we're going to go out there and um, you know record and stuff. And then we got back and we used to drop in a bucket to to, to tell tell the beginning of the story because it's history, um, thoroughly researched by Margaret, only Margaret, and um, so we used that as the basis to tell the story of what happened in the beginning. And then we were like, why don't we just call this a drop in a bucket? We were, we didn't have a name for it, and so we called it a drop in a bucket. What's and the book called? A drop in a bucket. Oh, the book was called The yeah. Drop in a Bucket. Now, A Drop in a Bucket, and this is where I need lens, yeah. is a quote from the Bible. Yes. Yes. I think it's Isaiah. Yeah. <laughs> something around 40, somewhere around there. Hmm. Wow. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I realise now, you know, Grandad did use, I mean, it, A Drop in a Bucket is a phrase that he used. Yes. And um, he used phrases that were... From the Bible, and people didn't realise mm, mm. that was one of them, because he went to Bible college, of course. Yeah. But yeah, um, and so yes, it turned into that, mm-hmm. and then because we are the custodians to the granddad's diaries and all the all the materials that Annie Margaret used to write a drop in a bucket. Um, and the photographs, which is the St. Shank collection, which is in the the, Bat- the Batty Library or the State Library. Um, we had access to all this material. And so to make it into a movie, you know, I had to go back and find photos that were appropriate for it, and that's what took a lot of time. Yeah, yeah that was... And sort of getting the story right and um, making sure it was in the right sequence. Sequences, and yeah. Yeah, like right at the end we had to do a few big things. Like we want to take that chunk there out of there and put it in there. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was really scary when we did that. And we couldn't have done it without um, Josh from YWAM or Signet Films, I think it's the name. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's a wonderful production and mm. it's worth every ounce of energy. Mm. Because um, that short, beautiful story of Christ yes. in the outback, yes. a very successful story. Yes. A story that is untold but fully lived out by so many people mm. whose legacies are just carrying on throughout the city and mm. towns and villages throughout Australia, Yes, which is beautiful. So it's well yeah. done. Well done to so you and the team. It was very intentional. Um, we wanted to make sure that we told the truth. Yeah. Because there's a oh, yeah. lot of rubbish around. Vital. We wanted to tell the truth. And um, we wanted to make sure that we weren't just being triumphalist, you yeah. know, like yeah. saying, oh, everything was all rosy yeah. and it was all wonderful. We wanted to make sure that we had a bit of the real stuff in Wrong. there. Um, and we touch on on issues, political issues of the day. Yes. Many of them, actually. Um, I don't really even want to name them now, but they're there. They're there, and you can see it if you know yeah. about the history of Western Australia. You know yeah. what what it is. Um, and um, 
the other thing, we wanted to make it so that it was, yes, this is Christian, you know, like yeah. that was his passion. That was yeah. that was what fired him up, what got him up in the morning, you know, That's every right. day uh, for 40 years. Um, but we didn't want it to be preachy because Grandad wasn't that type of guy either. He yeah. um, was very he passionate about that he lived out his faith. And, um, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, well done to you. Well done mm. to the team. And uh, it was an absolute privilege for us to showcase it here at Menorah. And I'm it sure our pleasure. it will go around the country. Yeah. So the other part, the other part of the legacy is that um, Aboriginal leaders, Aubrey touches on it right at the end where he says, you know, all these people went out into the world from Mount Margaret and they were educated and they were able to go places and do things and they did yes. and their children are doing things so i mean people are i mean preston's in canberra this week yeah um a couple of weeks ago daniel was in canberra i mean yeah. these are these are the the committee right. that's only just them that's there's yeah. more you know well i'd love to um probably showcase this movie you probably don't know this, but we are traveling a little bit around. Uh, we're going to drive from Melbourne back here. Mm. And we will stop most likely in uh, a few places. Maybe we can show it in a couple of places. Absolutely. It, it would be, be wonderful if you do that, yeah. Probably Port Augusta, I'm thinking. Yeah, or, um, the or Port Augusta. Port yeah, there's a lot of a lot of Aboriginal people there. More um, in Port Augusta than Port Piri. So. If you... Oh, if you show it, you need to have somebody who's got, got some skin in the story. Yes. Um, you need It'd to have nice. the Aboriginal people, some yeah. Aboriginal people there who know the story. To welcome you in. To welcome to, you in yeah. and to kind of go, no, 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 this is, this is, yeah, yeah. Because politically at the moment, um, there's a lot of um, people who don't want anyone who's, of another culture, yes, any culture, other culture, to be involved in Aboriginal anything, yeah. Um, and it's sad, yeah, it is. Um, but if you look at the history of Australia, you know, we had the Fijians who came across in Queensland, uh, to work in the sugar canes, then yes. we had the Afghanis who came across to That's correct to bring the camels across, yes, you know, there's actually a really large, um. Afghan Aboriginal community. Yeah. Um, yeah. In and also in the West, we had islanders. We had, you yes. know, from Christmas Island. Yes. From, yes. you know, Indonesia. Yes. So there's there's a lot of cross cultural. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yes. You know, interaction. Just, yeah, but people yes. don't realize that. History mm. tells you that. Yes. Uh, what's next for you, Carol? Okay. Well, um, I continue to do my, my job at, of at, school. <laughs> at school. So you teach? Uh, um, I teach uh, 10s, 11s and 12s at uh, Providence Christian College. I'm a food teacher. Food teacher. Mm. Is it in that gastronomy? Or, or what is oh, it gastronomy. Of course it is. <laughs> 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 it looks like, you know, food, astronomy. Food, food science and technology, it's called. Um, okay. And I also teach hospitality, which is another subject, but no one ever realises it's two different subjects. But anyway, <laughs> um, yes, but I'm currently teaching, uh, yes, food science and technology. And yes, 
I call it culinary arts or yes, gastronomy or yeah. you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, cooking for most kids. Great. <laughs> it's a wonderful skill and it does make them better. Yes. You know, oh, well, give, it's a life gives skill. Them, gives them more respect for food as well. It's yeah. a life skill. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Ministry wise, family wise? Um, so, yes, yeah, school, family. Uh, I'm <clears throat> just going to enjoy my grandchildren and my children being around. You're not moving to Manja, are you? Hey, no, I don't think so. I think we're a bit too comfortable in our house <laughs> <laughs> right now. Um, and well, we've got a holiday house there, so you can Oh, have go you? There. Oh, great. Oh, okay, we might make a phone call it's on that one. It's not finished yet. <laughs> we, we laid the slab. Oh, you've laid the slab. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, with ministry-wise, as far as uh, Children of Mount Margaret Inc. is cool, concerned, um, we're going to, there's quite a few projects, yes. like this is just the first one. Um, there's quite a few projects that we've got up ahead and we're going to do a new edition of the book, A Drop mm -hmm. in a Bucket, yep. um, because it's actually out of print. Mm -hmm. um, and um, uh, another thing is the recordings. You used to hear a little bit about the recordings and you hear some of those recordings. Yes. Um, they were taken by um, Sid Williams, who was a missionary in the same mission. Um, we want to digitise those because they're yes. all on tapes mm -hmm. um, and they're Transfer rapidly dis disintegrating. Yeah. So that needs to be done. Um, and another thing, we feel a grave responsibility to um, make available all the documents around um, the, the mission because it's actually... Um, of historical significance Absolutely. to the state. Yeah, birth um, certificates, data. Because um, Grandy started keeping records. For This is a simple example, records of births and deaths yes. of people at Mount Margaret. And at this point in, I think they weren't registered no. um, this, but in the state. So this is, this is it. Yeah. You know, um, we're just trying to work out the best possible way to do that. Mm -hmm. um, well, there are other materials, though, that, you know, a lot of people are interested in um, that are part of the documents collection. It's just like, yeah. We'll just do one thing at a time, you know. Uh, we want to get a website up and running. Um, it's something that's right outside of my comfort zone, but, you know, um, we need to find someone who's got, got some skills in that area. Um, it takes one night to do it. Hey? It takes one night to do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we've, we've got a bloke who's who's gonna. No, but it's it might take that long to set it up. But there's a lot, there's of, a lot of materials and a lot of building that needs to yeah. get done. And so just starting it, that's fine. But you know, we want to be able to Content load as at, we get yeah. the thing, you know, stuff done. So that's a, a very big job. Um, and um, making the photograph or the digital copies of all the photographs available. Yep. yep. Um, that's important um, because these are the only photographs that are available of yes. the very early days and things. Uh, back in the 1920s, cameras weren't something that was everybody had in those days, you know. Um, and a lot of the photos were originally taken by Grandad um, because he was wanting to take it so that he could take it on furlough and use it for deputation. Yes. So... Um, yeah, there are, there's just a lot of photos. Um, and they are also of historical significance. 
Um, oh yeah, and things like uh, Grandy's got she's meticulous records. She was a meticulous record keeper. Um, the the children who were in the children's home, she's got like that uh, and the endowment that the mums were getting for their children. Yes. Um, it's all written down and the mum that was getting it and who their who the, the the tribal father was and radi radi yeah it's all there. Beautiful. Yes. A lot of work at hand. Very much. Messing like so like a good. drop in a bucket, but this it drop does. in a bucket is <laughs> a massive drop in <laughs> ocean. Yeah, it's kind of like a wave. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes. It, so the film is just like the first of yeah a lot of a, a lot of projects that, yeah. yeah but I think it's a massive achievement yeah and it uh, as you said you were carrying the burden and there is a release with that burden however yeah. there's a massive responsibility to, to yeah. see it all out yeah um I, I also um felt like I was representing all my cousins as well because like um Rod and Mizey had four children. And then seventeen grandchildren, yes. and that's us. Yes. We're the seventeen grandchildren, and that gen's all gone. So this is us now, the grandchildren now. And I felt like I was representing their their heritage as well, Beautiful. you know. Um, and another interesting outcome, and I didn't really think a lot about it um, while I was doing it, was that there are a lot of uh, the kids of missionaries, other missionaries who were at Mount Margaret have come along and they've been going, oh, it's so wonderful that the truth, you know, like I feel so emotional because like think there were pictures there that were really familiar for them yeah. and, um, yeah, so it's kind of um, healing for Absolutely. all of the missionaries' kids, not yeah. just us, yeah. That's beautiful. So, um yeah, I didn't think about those guys. I was thinking about cousins more at yeah. the time. But yeah, so yeah, I was really touched by uh, yeah the Mish kids all turning up and Wonderful. being touched by it. Yeah, yeah, because we not a lot of people talk about what it is to be a missionary's kid, um, and particularly the kids who are missionaries to Aboriginal people back in mm -hmm. the day. Um, the country was quite racist back in the day yes. and we kids were like friends with all the Aboriginal people who were reject being rejected. So yeah. we got rejected because of that. And then when we grew to be adults, mm -hmm. um, the missions were always the ones that were the problem. So we were rejected again yeah. for being missionaries' kids. Double. So it double was trouble. Double, double whammy, yes. Oh. So everyone just sort of went quiet and I, mean, I, I, I ran away. I didn't want to have anything to do with it for a long time. Yeah. But this, this has been resurrected in you and there's, yeah. there's a sense of belonging, there's a sense of healthy, oh, I always, I always pride. I always, I always was always very proud of my parents and yeah. my grandparents. Yeah. Um, but there were circles that I would choose not to mention mm. that in. Um, and for and sometimes reasons. you have to do that. Um, yeah, but but I, I did. I yeah, I did identify. But I always, 
always identified very happily with Aboriginal people. I always knew that if there was a Holocaust and we all had to disappear and go out into the bush, yeah. I knew exactly where I'd go, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, because Aboriginal people still have those skills of being able mm. to survive in the bush. They, they haven't lost those skills. And I, I felt very much like I would be accepted because of who I was. And family is very important in Aboriginal culture. Absolutely. You, you're you're in the family. You're in the family. Yeah, that's it's one of the beautiful things about their culture, actually. Well, I pray that the story goes around the nation, yeah. and it blesses many people, especially the Aboriginal. People. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a heart for that to go around the nation, but I also think that this story is relevant to the world. Absolutely. Um, because you know we hear stories about um downtrodden cultures or first cultures being crushed and squashed and yeah. things all over the world. And I think that in in every in that whole era, there were people, Mount Margaret's just one of them. Yes. There were people who did have a heart to do the right thing and of could course. see beyond the politics of the mm. day. Yeah. And they did go and, and they had do the courage. And they did have the courage to stand up and they did do what they could do. They did their drop, yes. you know. Um, but it's not necessarily recognised or acknowledged it, or known about. That's right. You know, um, and this this comes and this, brings it. To, yeah, to this the is bringing it to the fore that there there really were people around back in the day who were the friend of Aboriginal people and Beautiful. had a heart for them and didn't see them as secondary citizens, which was really yeah. the the opinion of the day. Hmm. Carol, thank you so much for sharing your story and also I honour you for what you've done for your grandpa, for your parents and um, the community there. Mm. It's, it's really beautiful. Thank, thank you. you for being interested. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you haven't had the opportunity to watch it until now, look around. The production is coming your way. It's called A Drop in a Bucket. And uh, that means, uh, the, you know, it's in the little things that we do every day. Yeah. that uh, big things come out of. So do your drop as well, even though it may seem insignificant a little, it has a massive effect in the higher context of things. Uh, if you love this story and you enjoy it, please share it with other people. We'd love for them to be connected and hear these amazing stories at Kingdom Stories from the Ananders. My name is Nathaniel Costia and I hope to see you next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.